0: to Middlemorph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about the chips in our heads. My name is Morgan.
1: And my name is Kate.
2: And don't forget about the radio receivers in your teeth.
0: Yes, I have have way too many fillings. This is
2: Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm scared of the dentist, so like, I haven't been in five years, nobody shame me. (laughs) It's like, I'm scared of the dentist and orca whales, leave me alone.
1: (laughs) Hey, as long as you take good care of your teeth, that's all we can really ask for, right?
2: I, I have no teeth pain. The only pain in my mouth is when I get too stressed and I end up grinding my teeth in my sleep and my jaw lost. Oh. <laughs>
1: so. Ooh, That does not sound comfortable. I was going to say about chips in your brain. I just was eating a bunch of chips, but different types of chips. So. <laughs> chips well, they end your up head in, your head and in your brain belly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> belly then brain.
0: <laughs> I, oh, I am looking forward to my chips and salsa for lunch tomorrow. I will do that sometimes where I'm just oh. like, no meal, chips and salsa.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Chips and guacamole. That's a meal. That's a very good meal. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do
0: have some avocados, but they are not ripe yet.
1: (laughs) You just sit on the sideline. I wait. (laughs) I <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: i'm like staring uh pro tip if you want to make guacamole and you already have salsa lying around just smash the vo- the avocados and then put a couple spoonfuls of the salsa into the guac into the avocado and then you have guacamole mm-hmm. low effort guacamole
2: low effort. <laughs> oh sometimes i saw like people put like Cool whip or some weird oh, bullshit. Yeah, to, like, no,
1: never thing. cool whip, but I've definitely put sour cream in my guacamole because it does make a really good creamy guac. Uh, it's very yeah. delicious.
0: I like a chunky, a chonky guac.
1: Well, I get chonky, creamy guac. Don't get me wrong here. <laughs> we get the spiciness. Uh, we get all the Chunky, creamy, spicy guac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's got it's ultra Such guac.
1: Citrusy, lime. Oh my goodness! All right, but really, here instead of a food podcast, we are an Animorphs podcast.
2: <laughs> yes, and we
0: are talking about part two of book number fifteen, "The Escape," a Marco book. Mm-hmm. When we last left off, our children had narrowly escaped a bunch of hammerhead sharks that were gonna fuck them up but a mysterious alarm went off and the sharks started to follow this transparent submarine that contained visor one aka marco's mom and a yerk
1: (laughs) well yeah yerk that controls marco's Marco's mom mom. and a yerk
0: combined to make visor (laughs) one
1: yeah
2: (laughs) we could also talk about what all the aliens would taste like (laughs) (laughs) well uh,
0: (laughs) i mean okay okay hear me out you know in the lion king when they eat those big grubs yeah and it looks Mm. tasty but you don't want to eat bugs but those bugs look good that's what what a taxon tastes like Uh, (laughs) first of all you thought that looked tasty as as a kid yeah that's no. Colorful. What? At Morgan underscore slay on Twitter. Did those bugs look tasty? No. Because <laughs> I I, w- I always thought they were, like, gummies or, like, I don't know, those, like, cream-filled chocolates. Oh, my God. Now I want these candy.
1: Okay. Like, let's just put it this way, you know, in Animorph fashion, if you were going after, like, bright, you know, uh, bugs or th- bright objects in nature usually means it's poisonous. So I would not equate that as good eating.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They looked okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's definitely what a taxon tastes like, is whatever the fuck those taste like.
2: <laughs> uh, ew. No. Their red jello eyes taste like... I
1: mean, everything tastes like space tastes like chicken, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> tastes like space chicken.
1: Yeah. All the aliens. Just scoop it under space chicken and move on.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, Hork-Bajir tastes like gator.
1: <laughs> Which is space chicken... <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> once again, space.
1: My my my, my point point is proven. <laughs>
0: But where we're at um, Marco has returned home from getting chased by a bunch of sharks and seeing his mom and he's bummed because he has to do a book report on Lord of the Rings and this is before the movies
1: came out
2: I know I looked it up up too (laughs) I looked it up I was like
1: wait a minute this is like only a couple years off from the first movie oh my god Marco's mind is about to be blown (laughs) this book report would have been so easy
2: (laughs) yeah I mean, I feel bad for him cuz those are hefty. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> those those be tomes.
0: Um And he's like oof. Lord of the Rings. It was 3 books long and each of the 3 books was as long as 3 books. I only <laughs> had to do a report on the first book, but even that was impossible.
1: I mean, like during that time, actually a little bit before that, we we did The Hobbit in elementary school. That was fun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But yeah, Lord I of the Rings not, is an endeavor. I would not
0: Assign the first Lord of the Rings book. He to, chose it. Like, That's an
1: grader. Yeah, yeah. He chose. He was supposed to choose a book for this book report, and he chose Lord of the Rings. And yeah,
0: yeah. Should have chosen something else. Um, I so. <laughs> Side note, a few years ago, I paired with a social science teacher at my school to give a novel assignment. So basically, students had like eight or nine novels they could choose from, and one of them was Persepolis, which is a graphic novel, and I did not tell them that Persepolis was a graphic novel. So a couple of them chose that, and then they were like, oh shit, I'm not going to tell anybody because this is a graphic novel. This is easier.
1: <laughs> ah, that's like a lovely little nugget you left there for your students <laughs> good teacher good
0: yeah. teacher <laughs> I was like i'm not gonna tell that because then all, all of them will do persepolis <laughs> um so in order to focus on his book report marco's like you know what some reggae i have a bunch of reggae from that one time i wanted to get dreadlocks don't worry about why but it was a girl
1: <laughs> i, I want to know more in all honesty <laughs> uh yeah
0: and so he's listening to Bob Marley sing No Woman No Cry, and he's like, well, that sounds like No Mother No Cry. Great, now I'm going to wallow in my own self-pity, and then gets annoyed at himself for wallowing in his own self-pity, and he kind of has this reflection time, few pages where he's like, I am angry at myself for running away, and also he's feeling alone because there's plenty of support groups for people who have lost family members, but no one who's lost a yerk or lost their family member to Yerkes. Um. Also, re- a really sad moment. He says Jake is the only one who knows what he's going through because Tom is a controller. But he's like, but we don't talk about that. We're like just best guy buds. And it's like, come on. Communication no, is it. okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eyes roll the toxic masculinity.
0: Yeah, that's what I wrote down too. It was like toxic masculinity isolates men and boys from healthy emotional support system. Yay. No yay. <laughs> yeah. No, um and then he has there's another heartbreaking section where he talks about how he fantasizes about freeing his mom but knows that can never happen because the yorks will come after them and then find everybody and you know like he fantasizes about freeing his mom but then it spirals into like and then the yorks find us and then all of humanity is lost so he has like he can't even really properly have that fantasy where he is imagining being with his mom again or saving her and he is screaming so he just screams into his pillow i am way too young to have to deal with this kind of stuff and then looks up and his dad is there hello whoops (laughs) and his dad is like hello son would you like to watch a sports ball he says the game i was wondering if you wanted to watch the game and i just noticed how that's not specified you know the game the sports ball game (laughs) Um, let's see. And then he's like, No, nah, I got homework and stuff, sorry. And he's like, Okay, that's fine. And so he starts to leave, his dad starts to leave and then he turns back and says, You know, Marco, you can always talk to me. He's like, Yeah, sure, dad. And he's like, I mean, if there's anything going on that's bothering you and and then mark the narration says, It was a nice offer. My dad's a nice man. I'd like to grow up to be as good as a as good a man as my father. But you know what? Right then, dark suspicion was seeping into my mind. Why was he interested? What did he suspect? Was my father one of them too? So he says, nothing's bothering me, dad. I was just... Um, you know, singing along with the music. It was a song lyric. And then his dad kind of accepts that and leaves. And it was very sad. This whole chapter, this just one chapter of misery.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Of Marco sad. So shortly thereafter, Marco's like, no, this homework's not happening tonight. And the narration says, and I thought about my father sitting down in the living room and turning on the game. Who knew if he was my father any more than my mother was really my mother? I couldn't really trust him. I couldn't go downstairs and spill all my problems out for him. But you know what? I could sure go sit with the man and watch the game. I could do that.
1: Well, Lord of the Rings does not get read that evening. Let's no, it just does put not. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh so cut to the next day. They're in the woods behind Cassie's farm discussing the sharks that attacked them. And this part is super fast. It's like sharks attacked us? Okay, you know what has sharks. Ocean World. All right, let's go to Ocean World. Then they're at Ocean World.
1: I know. I know. It's just like, okay, <laughs> we just like sped through that, that narrative. Yeah, just, just bam, bam, out of here.
0: <laughs> However, there is a, an important part I will go back to where Axe says there's not enough room in the shark brain for a yerk. So they're like, oh, what's supposed to go... Like okay, then what is going on with these sharks? Uh, so it's not like the horses from last book. Exactly, they're, they're not like
1: York controllers because hor- apparently Yorks can't fit inside the shark brain.
2: Well, I thought that was. Stupid because I think the wet said it was like too small, and it was like, Yeah, but like a ged brain, it wasn't too small. I'm like, Don't you just like envelop the brain anyway? It seems like they just push themselves into the crevices. Like, I don't know how it being too small would be the problem. I feel like that would be like easier later on. They said that
1: they needed to, they need ear canals and sharks to be able to get in.
2: That too, yeah. Don't sharks technically have ears? Uh, I think they have
1: sensory okay. He. Morgan, continue narrative. (laughs) I will answer this question.
2: Okay, yes. This is one of the things I want to talk about the later part because I was like, I was like disagreeing with. I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, I I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like maybe i'm just completely wrong but i was like this just seems more like plot reasons i'm like how can they do this animal but not this animal
1: okay sharks have acute sense of hearing and are sensitive to low frequency signals they're able to attract sounds and are particularly attracted to sounds made by wounded prey their ears are located on either side of their head behind the eyes and they are visible but they're two very small holes
2: yeah, like, but the human ear canal ain't, is like, Again, We're
1: getting into Yerkes can and Yerkes can't, and it's all about
0: and their Don't worry about attitude. it is the answer.
2: <laughs> also, I'm just like, I am worried no, no, about no, no. it because I, I just like, I, this I doesn't make sense. I agree with you, Jason. <laughs> it's
1: a sticking point. Uh, but it's just like, eh, MacGuffin. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: oh. When you Googled that question, did you also get a picture of a shark with Photoshopped on human ears? yeah well google do sharks have ears you'll get that picture it's again Um,
2: oh my god (laughs) i hate the internet sometimes
0: (laughs) i I mean i
1: already saw sharks with human teeth so yep and and i've talked about sonic with the crazy teeth too so we're going full circle
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh so also they're all like Okay, well, we have to figure out what's going on in this facility. Marco, in particular, is a little bit more gung-ho than usual. um, Not only because he wants to find out what happens to his mom, what's up with his mom, but he is also trying to kind of cover up or compensate for the fact that he ran away yesterday. Um, And he says nobody noticed, but I noticed. And I'm like, they noticed. They're just not saying anything. (laughs) Um, So they go to ocean world and they're at night and they're like okay tonight we're gonna go to ocean world tomorrow we have an assembly at the end of the day so let's go fly out to the island that day and with Narya transition they're at ocean world yep which is basically a big aquarium they all demorph they have a chat about like how the fuck are we gonna do this um like we have to touch a shark
1: they do this at nighttime too it's at it, they so do they- this at, they do this at night as well
0: yes they are at night yes and rachel's like well there's one shark they don't have to be conscious let's all go dolphin and fuck up this poor shark
1: it's oh. again this is where yeah. i'm like this planning like <laughs> their so, planning
0: is bad their in planning this, is that, in bad in and their
1: planning is like a needlessly hurting innocent animals. And it's just like, this shark is already in captivity and has to deal with people pounding on glass all day long. And then now they go in and they're like, yeah, let's just go in and beat up a shark.
0: <sighs> <I'm> just- <laughs> and Cassie's like, no, we can't do that. Are you kidding me? And, you know, everybody's like, yeah, it's just a shark. Like, Rachel's like, people eat sharks. And Jake's like, yeah, it's kind of our only thing our only option and then Tobias is like they're just predators being predators. They aren't evil, just hungry. And then Marco's like, well, so you're on Cassie's side. And he's like, no, killer be killed, eater be eaten. That's the predator's law. I know. I am a predator. I say we do what we have to do. And then Cassie agrees, which I feel like she would never do.
1: I know. <laughs> I mean, all right, but- let's let's just preface this to anybody who's listening, like it doesn't end up this way. Yeah. But <sighs> Still, the fact that they even talked about just like this is our plan and we're gonna do this. That, uh, I was just like, you guys, loss of animal morality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they wouldn't have gone through with it, but who knows? Um, so bu- because before they could do that, they are interrupted by a security guard who, for some reason, has a gun. Like, do Sea World security guards carry guns? Because I protect feel like yourself no. from the fishes. Yeah. So the human animorphs dive into some bushes, but Axe is caught off guard and the first security guard's like, what the fuck is that? But he calls to his captain and the second security guard comes over and he's like, what's that? He asks calmly why that's an andalite son that certainly is an andalite and so the captain is a controller and he takes the butt of his gun and knocks out the first uh security guard and declares that he will surely be promoted for capturing an andalite bandit did we have a andalite bandit equals drink i don't know bingo card
1: if not we should It ever ever keeps expanding this bingo card
0: (laughs) drinking anyway okay (laughs) and they're like what the fuck so Jake is just like he needs a distraction and Marco's like okay and he pops out of the bushes and just is like hi is this the way to the souvenir stand and Tobias also not being stealthy again takes a moment to scoop some eyeballs and Mar- this is another action sequence. I've already had two action sequences. <laughs>
1: it's a very action-y book. What can you say?
0: Yeah. And Marco jumps for the guy's gun, which goes off in Marco's hand. And then they run. So we get another chase sequence. Um, So they run. But the gunfire attracts attracted other guards. Controllers are just normal human guards. It almost didn't matter. They all had guns. So that's an allegory for police. <laughs> um so the guys they run they find a locked door that axe opens with his tail they all pile in and shut the door to find themselves in this plexiglass tunnel surrounded by water and it's fully dark the only lights are red exit signs and moonlight coming through the water and i really liked this exchange because axe is like now this is an interesting human concept this hologram makes it almost appear as if we're underwater and rachel's like axe that's not a hologram and he's like then we are underwater. Protected only by ma- mm. badly made human plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Why do humans do things like this? <laughs> things like this?
1: <laughs> I did enjoy that. Uh, I just
0: like mm. his... I They emphasize do. And I just really like that. Why do you do these things? Very desperate. Like, <laughs> doesn't understand. So then they get cornered by two more security guards. This time, both of them are controllers. And... Jake's like okay I'm open to suggestions as what we should do and Marco's like fine take a deep breath and he's like oh shit so Marco's like everyone take a deep breath axe man just how badly made is human plastic and axe figures out what he's talking about swings his tail cuts a gash in the plastic of this tunnel that they're in one of those if you've (laughs) ever been in an aquarium where you walk through the tunnel and the fish are swimming over you that's where they are and so he cuts a gash in that plastic and the water pressure does the rest and all the water rushes into the hallway
1: i want to know how the frack the Tank did not drain all the way out because it goes in this hallway, and supposedly there's doors on the either end of the hallway, and those doors magically are able to hold all the water pressure in, and it just fills up the hall.
2: Well, I just want to know how Axe cut through three to six inches of aquarium glass.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very strong yeah. Tail. He has been working on his uh, tail crunches, and <laughs> they have been showing.
2: Because <laughs> that's like those, like they look like it's thin, but no, those are inches of glass. Yeah. Oh plank.
0: yeah. Yeah. That, it's that has a lot. To hold
1: a lot of pressure
0: yeah and then it stays there for a long time so marco's like swept down the hallway he can't breathe and he's like should i morph dolphin no dolphins need to breathe can i still morph trout it's been a long time kind of implying that like maybe he doesn't know if he still can and but before he could morph trout which is probably a good thing he didn't because there's a big shark near him and the shark bumps into him it's a little bit confusing um, cause he finds like an, one of those AC tunnels in the ceiling. So it's like a gap and he uses that to breathe, but he can't reach the grate at the top. And I think he's doing the thing where he has like his shoulders on one side and his feet on the other side, like holding himself up and the shark pops up and says, hello.
1: <laughs> this is the, this <laughs> is the hammerhead shark that they were trying to find yes. anyway.
0: Yes. Which like, I mean, I did just. While I was reading this, I wasn't particularly scared. But after looking at hundreds of hammerhead shark pictures just now, I'm like, no, that would be freaky. (laughs) And he knows his only choice is to acquire it and hope it isn't like the dolphin earlier that did not uh, settle down the morphing trance. Yeah. So he just like drops onto the shark and acquires it. And then they float through the hole that Axe made earlier where he just finds the others. End of chapter. Again, (laughs) spatially confusing a little bit, but...
1: Well, and also, like, you know, they didn't have to harm the shark in the making of these animorphs. They
0: (laughs) just ended up... Yes, they did not harm the shark.
1: They ended up bumping him, and he he got them all chilled out by acquiring him, and then floated him, the shark, up to everybody else that was outside the tank at that point so that they could acquire him, too. And then somehow they all got away without the rest of the guards finding them. (laughs) Well, cut to the
0: next day, because it does say the newspaper reported on a terrible accent at the Ocean World Aquarium. Two guards are missing, also several fish. The rest of the fish, just a few fish are missing. The rest of them are fine.
1: Yeah, (laughs) again, like, the water, like, these doorways must be pressurized or something, because the water would just keep going through the tunnel and going through any spot that's, you know, obviously a facility for humans.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that would be a really shitty failsafe because it would drown some people. But whatever. Uh, they should have grabbed an octopus too. Octopus
1: yeah. is very good. Octopus That'd can actually breathe out of water.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I guess that's why they and have they those. Can fit
2: into um, like
1: anything. Siphons.
0: Pacific Northwestern Tree Octopus.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, it was cool. <laughs> I have an octopus. St-
2: I feel like I missed the joke,
1: so
0: okay, that's a teacher joke. Um, if you're trying to teach your kids how to do research, there is a website that looks fairly legit that's about the Pacific Northwest tree octopus, which obviously isn't real, and you just have them research it and google like you give one set of students the website and then you have another set, just Google it and then they find the they find the truth, so it's fun. <laughs>
1: That's actually really clever. No, my, my octopus story was uh, when we went to Monterey Bay Aquarium, the docents were telling us... Uh, actually, this is cross-correlates to nighttime at uh, aquariums and uh, and um, the night shift guards. Uh, one had uh, was walking down the dark hallways where the, the octopus uh, aquariums were at Monterey Bay Aquarium. And apparently that guard then saw this gigantic long puddle coming from one of the tanks and going down mm. the hallway into the dark. And the guard apparently followed the long, uh, wet trail to find an octopus that escaped his enclosure <laughs> and was taken a, a walk <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> and, uh, just hanging. Just hanging. And uh, it's a great story, but now they have to be... You have to they've been making very much more secure uh tanks for their octopus uh, because that particular octopus they didn't know that they had in the enclosure because it was from the tank that uh cycles in water from the bay every single day and so that particular uh uh, tank that's full of actual natural ocean water coming in and out every single day uh, cycles in a lot of small animals and uh, plants and things like that and that's what actually had filled out that humongous tank at the Monterey Bay Aquarium is every living small creature uh, eventually uh that kind of came in from uh the cycling of water uh planted itself and grew very big into the tank and uh a small baby octopus at one point had gotten in there but they didn't know it existed and so for a while there the people at the aquarium were flummoxed why there was a bunch of like shellfish and stuff just eaten up at the bottom of that tank until they found out about this uh octopus that went walking on its own in the middle of the night that uh, <laughs> that uh they had actually a really big octopus now uh, hanging out in the aquarium and living there <laughs>
0: He was like, "I have graduated. I will now move to a bigger tank." Thank yes, you. Thank
1: you very much. I'm uh, gonna go look for some other yummy things. A <laughs> uh, uh, key to the story is talk to docents at like zoos and uh, aquariums. They have really good stories.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, when I've ever when I've been to the zoo with you, you do that, and it's always a good story.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, they're, they're always there, and sometimes uh, they just look kind of bored and stuff, and so you get you get diving deep enough on some things, you, uh, you find good facts.
0: Yeah, they're there because they like the animals. So. They love the
1: animals, yeah.
0: Uh, ask people who are interested in stuff what they're interested about, and you'll always get, like, a fun story.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Great Pacific, what is it, Great Pacific West Tree? Octopus
0: North N- Northwest Morgan. Pacific, uh, uh no, North Pacific Tree Octopus, or something like that. Gosh you sure. can Google it. I was just doing that for a lesson today, or like looking at it for a future lessons. so oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it <laughs> um. So, oh, yes. So two guards are missing, several fish. The one guard who did remain told the tale of a bizarre half-deer, half-human creature. The aquarium spokesman sort of implied that the guards must have gotten drunk and shut up the place, causing the tunnel to shatter. Also, in other news, Marco got a D- minus on his paper, which he had written on the bus. But, like... Five pages on the bus, pretty good. <laughs>
1: you only had to write five pages on Lord of the Rings? Oh my gosh, that's like
0: right? an insult like, to Tolkien. You know, I could do that in 20 minutes,
2: <laughs> honestly. I just kind of wish he got a better grade. I'm like,
0: well, he didn't read the book and there wasn't any movies, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
2: just had I have to wait a read few one.
1: years and then the movies would be there.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, also, concerningly, kind of. The events of the aquarium made him feel a little bit better about running away from the sharks because he'd pretty much proven his bravery. Also, concerningly, he replaces his fear with obsession and cannot wait to try out the morph. Uh, So he decides... Hey, he does a thing that we always say they should do, which is try out the morph. However, yeah. it's a problem because it's a freaking shark. So he goes <laughs> to the
1: school pool. That wasn't the best choice to go test out By this himself. morph. Still not the best uh, choice.
0: <laughs> and the uh, they had decided to delay their mission until the weekend. So he had to wait like a couple days. And so he couldn't wait. He was wanted to he also it's implied that he wanted to feel this confident mechanical mind of the shark so he changes into his gym shorts at the school pool and kind of looks around hops in starts to morph and the second he's changed enough for people to notice some two dipshits show up as Uh, always Yeah, Drake and Wu, two total jerks, two abject total bullies. They were also great divers for the high school. (sighs) uh, They were also great divers for the school team. At least Drake was. Wu was a complete burnout. He had the IQ of cheese. (laughs) So these two guys jump in and one of them kicks Marco in the chest. And he's like trying to reverse the morph because he if they go under the water, he is part shark so they will see that and drake tells marco to leave as he's still reversing the morph Um, but woo takes a hot second and decides to dunk on marco's mom like an asshole
2: Oh, total, total! I was like these. I was like, "Who's raising these kids?" Like fucking asshole, just insensitive asshole. Also, why is Marco morphing a saltwater yeah chlorinated <laughs> water chlorid yeah. pool? That
1: was gonna <laughs> cause just... some uh, problems there in a hot second. Once grew grew that gills. would be painful. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> this kid is like I totally have seen this so many times. Where the kid who is a total dipshit is hanging out with this guy who's just a borderline dipshit and the borderline dipshit is more of a dipshit when he's around the full dipshit <laughs> like because woo says yeah go run home to your mommy marco roney and drake is like he can't his mom's dead in kind of like a layoff kind of tone and woo goes "Boo hoo! his mother probably just ran off with some dude like what the fuck What kind of bullying is this? Anyway, they don't bully like this anymore, at least that I hear. Anyway, so Marco is like part shark, so he's just staring at this guy's neck and he's like, you know what I could do? I could fuck this guy up. And then the guys start to get freaked out that he's just staring at Woo's neck and then Jake shows up and talks him down. Well and, Marco's uh, like
1: staring at his neck because as he has like shark sense and he's like sensing the pulsating blood and he and he can feel the shark teeth still in his mouth.
0: Yeah. And so he's talking to Jake and he's got like a lisp because of the shark teeth. And Jake is like, he's not the one responsible for your mother. Don't punish him for the sins of someone else. Save it for the real bad guys, Marco. So he's like, fine. And he demorphs and climbs out of the pool. And Jake which like lets him off easy i feel like
1: also lucky that those two bullies were not yerks to begin with or else that conversation might include a few things in
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i kind of wanted mark on just to bite his neck
1: yeah yeah, right sort
2: of like i don't know
1: how the pool got bloody uh no idea whatsoever
0: (laughs) glass shark um so jake is like maybe you'd better sit this next mission out marco and he's like jake you'd have to kill me to keep me away from that island so basically like (laughs) that's the end of the conversation uh except cut to i told you there's a lot of scenes in this book (laughs) cut to the start of the mission they're kind of on the beach and jake's like marco you have to stop being so tense and he's like okay and marco's like you're telling me it's more relaxing for everyone if i act like we're all gonna die jake's like yeah that's what people expect from you and so read the script Marco. yeah right they go back to the group oh before they go back to the group jake is like maybe it's time you told the others what's going on with you he's like no there's nothing going on with me and jake is like marco your mother is down there and marco flinches He'd been trying really hard not to think about that fact. And he basically says, that's not going to help anything if I tell them about my problems. And Marco tells Jake he doesn't want to be pitied. That's like his least favorite thing. And so they just kind of leave it at that. So... They return to the group, and Marco makes some jokes about Xena Warrior Princess at Rachel and Mice at Tobias to make things seem more normal and people seem to respond to that. So then they wade into the Watcher and morph, and as he's morphing, Marco cuts himself on a rock, uh, which will become important as soon as the shark instinct kicks in because... He senses blood nearby and starts to circle around, and he's like restlessly searching for prey. Uh, But when he can't find any prey, the shark brain gets confused, which provides Marco an opening to seize control of his mind again. And he just yells, Oh, it's me. It's my blood. That's my blood. And gets the rest of them kind of back.
1: Well, everybody else was also uh going into their shark instincts too and circling and smelling the blood as well not just marco
0: yeah right uh which doesn't make sense for axe because he's already morphed a shark but whatever <laughs> <A> <laughs> different shark. I, what are we doing
1: I, i'm helping too A couple times
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they swim around the islands after they all get control of themselves and it doesn't really take them long to find the facility and the the guard sharks just let them right through.
1: <laughs> Hello, welcome to like uh, the club. We have jackets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Lone sharks, man.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is it? Land shark. <laughs> Some of the shark. Sand I know shark. Jenna Marbles has a funny little shark with her video with her dogs. It's cute.
0: <laughs> um, and Axe reminds them also to stay away from any psychic lyrans And as he says that, Marco spots a woman walking into the underwater office and forgets to find something funny to say. That's the end of my section.
1: That is the end of your section. So, let's finish this up. The Animorphs got past the Hammerhead Guard Sharks, and so they decided to go inside the facility after Marco, you know, just saw his mom, Vizzer One, walking around and uh, into uh, a room in the facility. So, uh, they noticed two of the underwater hatches. There were three originally. Uh, the, those two hatches were open, so they choose the middle one to go enter into, just... Out of randomness. And they swam through and the entrance was big enough for a submarine to swim uh, through. So as they go in uh, they find themselves like in an interior boat dock essentially and they could make out even their I say it's not so great like outside of water, so they could make out rafters overhead within these this dock, and obviously it's uh, air is above them, so they're like you know kind of swim up into an air pocket enclosure for the uh, for the facility,
0: like deep blue just as, sea style.
1: Yeah, just as they were debating on demorphing into flies or something else to inspect the buildings, an alarm went off, and they like were startled. A rush of the guard hammerhead sharks come swimming up after them, and those sharks, like, swim past the anamorphs and then go to the docks, and that's—and they start to kind of crowd around there, and there's, like, a mechanical door that opens, and so, like, having nothing better to conclude to do, they decide to follow the other sharks— And so they start going down uh, this narrow tunnel where all these sharks, like, are very eager to go down. And the narrow tunnel, um, you know, starts to shimmy the sharks in one by one. Uh, And so they follow and uh, they start debating if they are going to become canned shark, you know, like chicken of the sea shark or something like that. (laughs) And the shark conga line soon, uh, has machines coming down into the water and pulling them up one by one. And the animorphs start to freak out, but they can't escape now. And the conveyor belt of sharks, uh, hang them like vertically, kind of moving them down the line. And they see, and their shark bodies, uh, human and hork bajir controllers were manning the equipment. And a machine injects a small metal detector of some kind into the animorphs' uh, bodies, and then. As sharks, they were dropped back in the water. And they sensed that the object placed inside them was not normal. It was amplifying the shark's senses, and they could even tell that in Morph that, you know, something was up and the shark was way more aware of things now. And so they deduced that, like, the Yurks were alternating the shark's brains and, like... Uh, genetically alternating and making them become you know more smarter more cognizant and so axe concludes the yerks were uh, doing this the shark brains so that they become more sentient species and then the yerks can inhabit them and use them as shock troops like to take over the leer and water planet so that, that the yerks themselves have uh, their proverbial eyes on <laughs> they are basically yeah. forcing like water horses here mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so that's what's going on. This this book is so cray, cray, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god, there's yeah. a
0: lot of moving parts and just a
2: lot of stuff happens. Well, I'm just like, why hammerheads? They honestly could have gone with like mako. Yeah,
1: sharks those are the coolest looking like, sharks,
2: or just something like fast and still big and strong. Mako's pretty fast
1: for sharks. Uh. I mean, like yeah, even tiger sharks, or reef sharks, and, and such. Bull sharks actually are.
2: Oh fuck those! Those
1: sharks, sharks will <laughs> bite and keep on biting. Those those are uh, are rough rough and, sharks.
2: Like, last week, I learned how big those.
1: Yeah, actually those get big, <laughs> like. Last yeah. book, uh, I'm sorry, not last book, last part of this book we were describing last week in the episode on how uh, big sharks can get. And Morgan, you were describing how you measured out what a 25-long shark would measure to, like at your parents' yeah. house. Bull sharks get big, man. <laughs> They get pretty big. Oh uh, anyway, yeah, there's there's a lot of the sharks they could have chosen. It's interesting they chose hammerheads.
0: I guess, yeah, like I said, they're the most interesting looking sharks. I mean, and they have also, you seen like, like the
1: sawtooth shark, the one with like the 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 sawbone uh uh coming out its front?
0: Yeah, but I thought those were expi- expired. I thought those were um extinct.
1: No Google way. bear with us. Oh
0: yeah, those are cute. Oh yeah, the, they have little faces on the underside that look like a like a smiley face graffiti. Yeah,
1: no, they're they're what they're not fuck? extinct.
0: That's not real. That's not real. <laughs> That's not real? Oh. Permian World Tooth shark?
1: That's not.
2: What? You mean the old school one?
0: It's just, it's just a bunch of photoshopped sharks with uh like a saw blade on the bottom of their lip.
1: Oh, are you talking the one that goes oh. into the uh curly queue?
2: It's a fo- it's a fossil shark. It's not a real shark. It's artist renditions okay. of what a Fossil, what a shark fossil that they discovered Sorry. looks like. Okay. So they're they're not they're ex, they're extinct.
1: No, no, no. Sawfish. Soft. Saw, no, no. Sawfish though are not extinct. Those are still alive. No,
2: they've they've got a a yeah a saw like nose thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those ones are still alive. You guys are yeah. looking at other prehistoric sharks that go that come in crazy shapes and sizes.
0: Yes, yeah. which are, uh, which do come up if uh.
1: You're looking up sawfish.
0: If you Google the sawtooth shark, so.
1: But the uh, sawfish sharks are kind of cute. They have little smiley faces kind of like underneath yeah. their uh, their noses like um, like rays do. Anyway, yeah. The Yurks could have chosen a lot of different types of sharks if they want a shark trip. let's just put it that way. Even the mega mouth shark that we were talking about before. <laughs> <laughs> Deep sea shark. So. The Animorphs knew they needed to get out of the water to have a look around. They started to demorph in the water and look for cover as and so they could then remorph into flies. But as Marco got smaller, he felt an incredible pain in the back of his head. And he shouted at the others to stop morphing, stop morphing in thought speak. So they remorphed as humans in the water, and Marco concluded that the objects that were inserted into them did not morph in size along with them. And so, as they changed into fly, uh, the disproportionate size as they decreased uh, into the smaller being. Um, didn't actually affect the metal objects that are just starting to the back of their necks so they're actually gonna like basically kill themselves by squishing themselves into a smaller uh, uh species and then still have the metal objects still remain the same size
2: which which i think is bullshit because one if they can morph like a like tight clothes which still take up a lot of surface air and volume if you crush them together also like it's inside them like it's also Z space. It's, I know. It's like morphing, but you're also like displacing what matter. But some of them had like, you know, matter? teeth
1: filling this whole time and they've been yeah.
2: morphing. Yeah. Or God forbid they get older and they get like screws. Put yeah. In or they or have something. to like go get or, like, surgery or something. Like a plastic
1: hip. Yeah. And have something uh, yeah. artificial inside them. Uh,
0: well, then they wouldn't need it anymore because they would just morph and really their hip would be that repaired.
1: <laughs>
2: That's But <true>. still. Uh, <gasps> Question. Yeah, seriously. So, they, mm, well, that's good. I guess it's, like, weird for, like, the human, so, like, they're human, they don't have a human morph, like, they're just human, but, like, like, but they, they need to have a base DNA to morph back to, do, like, I, in my mind, I'm like, does every time they demorph back into human, do they go back to, like, like, do they basically not age? Obviously, they have to age like for whatever but I'm almost like every time they demorph de- could they like go back to like their child form so they would just never get older if they morphed. That is a
1: fair question is if as years go by with this if they actually are just reverting themselves back to when they first acquired the morphing power uh or if, if for they, example they they Tobias naturally... wanted
0: to live as his human self would the hawk self age While he's in morph.
2: Or would with Tobias, for example, if he, he can only ever morph child Tobias. Right. Like he could never be adult Tobias unless he stayed, unless he got stuck in. No, well that's, that's a
1: bias situation but say like say Rachel's 10 years older and she still uh, is morphing Can, does she does she actually age in her human morph or does she, or, or not her human self or does she because she's morphing back and forth all the time only uh keep going back to being her preteen self
0: uh well when she demorphs it's whatever age she's currently at so okay, if she okay, morphs so and back. she's okay. 20 when she demorphs she'll be
1: 20 got it Okay, well, they realize that the device inside their head was some kind of control device, so they come up with a plan. One team, which would be Axe, Marco, and Tobias, needs to go back to the controls of the underwater fortress and cause this place to go under. And the second team, Rachel, Cassie, and Jake, have to cause a distraction so this can happen. And Rachel really likes this plan.
0: (laughs) And of course, Jake sets himself up to go with Rachel to keep an eye. (laughs)
1: on her and Cassie (laughs) yeah since they uh, had to sneak in the control room but couldn't morph into anything uh, small due to the implants in their heads now Marco, Axe, and Tobias morph uh, into birds and discreetly, somehow discreetly fly up into the rafters because there's birds underwater 200 uh, feet underwater in the sea
0: (laughs) they say it's like a Toys R Us which is a nice throwback yeah the tall warehouse-type store, so they just have a lot of space. I
2: also, just, like, they've got this chip in their brain that's, like, two inches, and, like, they morphed out of the Sharkos, put it in, and that did not hurt their brain. Yeah. True. At all. Like, it didn't fuck with anything. Yeah. True.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that would that would cause a little discomfort. So, there are buildings around... would just pop out. Yeah. There were buildings around the docks, but none of them had windows, so Marco led them uh, to the building to the right, and he... Really didn't tell Axe and Tobias why, but it was because it was one, like the one that was connected to the empty office he had seen Vizzer 1, uh, his mother, walk into. So they waited for a taxon to exit that particular building, and the taxon opened the door just as Jake and Tigermorph started to cause a distraction. So at that point, the birds, they sped through the open door and bolted down the hallway, but they were going too fast, and they flew and all swerved and end up crashing in into an empty room. Uh, The taxon that had opened the door didn't notice them due to the properly timed distraction Jake and the others were stirring up at the docks. Marco and Axe demorphed and Tobias morphed into his human self. Then they snuck down the hallway and Marco spotted a door that had a president-like seal to it. And he said, that way, Axe, if anyone pops out of these doors, Marco let it hang. Axe knew what to do. He twirled the blade at the end of his tail and limbering it up uh, Marco supposed. So they scurried down the hallway and Marco reached for the door handle and he opened it. Come in, said a voice. Marco froze, his head poking through the open door. His friends were hidden behind him. I said, come in, a sinister voice said. Never make me give an order twice. You won't live to hear me give it a third time. So Marco stepped in through the doorway, closing it quietly before him and blocking accent Tobias from view. As he walked on wooden rickety legs to the big desk uh, in the center of the room, he walked over and stood there facing her, facing his mother. Marco's mother looked at him with the eyes of a Yurik visor. I was expecting four new technicians. Where are the other three? Marco just stared. Where are the other three who are supposed to come with you from the pool ship? Marco jerked his head back to break the spell. The other three. The other three technicians. Oh, uh, th- they had a problem. I think Visitor 3 killed them for doing something wrong? It was potentially the stupidest lie Marco had ever told, but it worked. His mother raised one eyebrow contemptuously. If that clown Visitor 3 thinks he can damage me in the eyes of the Council of 13 by sabotaging this project, he's a bigger fool than I thought. Marco gulped. From outside, there came a huge roar and a beastly bellow. Jake, Rachel, and Cassie... They were still creating a distraction, and he can only imagine how desperate their situation was. We're having a bit of a problem with analyte bandits, Fizzer 3 still had failed to exterminate, Fizzer 1 said calmly. All Marco could do was nod. I see, she said. Obviously your host's mind is giving you some trouble. I'm sure you're aware, but your host body is the biological son of my own host body. It was said with not a shred of emotion, not a shred of guilt. It was sitting there, using his mother's body, knowing, like no one else could possibly know, the agony that Marco's mother must be feeling at seeing him. Marco nodded. Yes, Vizzer. You must learn to control your host more completely. My own host in here is creating an awful racket, she said, tapping her head but I do not let her weeping and wailing disturb me. No, Visor, Margo said in a whisper. I will try harder to control my host. They heard a wham outside, and Rachel obviously was doing well at causing a commotion. Vizer one barely blinked. Well, I guess I better go see to this little problem outside, she said wearily. I have to wrap up this shark project that have a thousand shark controllers ready for use on Lyra within two months. I don't need to be pestered by Bizard 3's leftover... Andalite problems. That incompetent fool will be arriving soon. I only wish these tiresome Andalite bandits would remove that particular annoyance from my life. Vizzer 1 got up to leave Marco and told him to go to the lab to go to work. Marco breathed a sigh of relief when Vizzer 1 opened the door. Axe and Device were not there. So then through the round porthole looking out into the ocean, Marco saw something coming into view. It was a large, 50-foot-long yellow snake with an honor guard of Hork-Bajir in diving suits and underwater jets surrounding them, and they were all swimming up to the fortress. Now <laughs> enter a very dorky entrance from Visitor 3.
2: <laughs> There's a lot
1: there in that whole uh, exchange between Marco and his mom, but I really like the ending there with Visitor 3 coming into view. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I feel bad for his mom because he's she probably was like no, you know what? Take me and leave my my leave husband my, and my son alone. Leave my yeah. son alone.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Her, his mom's probably uh, just freaking the heck out that she thinks now her son's a controller. I
2: was just wondering how that was all gonna go because I did not <laughs> like, think. Like, I
1: thought like, oh, the jig is up. Oh my gosh. But like, because right. obviously, like, why is my by bi- the host's biological son down here? Why is uh, the the assumptions that kind of got played really quickly is like. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just like accepts it. I was just, like, this just seems a little bit like nobody's questioning little anything. A little too
1: I think, you know, there'd be a little bit more sus uh, <laughs> around all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess why would he walk mm-hmm. in?
0: Like they think that it's the Andala bandits. What else would he be doing down there, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. didn't
0: say, Oh my god, mom, you're alive, you know? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, suspend disbelief. Yeah, Marco found Axe and Tobias in the empty room that they had morphed in. Tobias said that they were trying to decide if they should go rescue him, uh, or just go join the fight outside. So they, uh, Tobias and Axe, had already accessed the central computer for the uh the facility, and Marco told them about Visitor Three uh, approaching, and it seemed like he was just happening to come here at this point anyway, ju- uh, just as they were about to try to destroy the place. It was coincidental. And Marco pointed out, maybe not. Visitor 1 and Visitor 3 are rivals. Visitor 1 let us escape to mess with Visitor 3. And this may work for us. But first things first. Axe, start questioning that computer. Marco couldn't believe he was standing there so calmly while Jake, Ra- Rachel, and Cassie were probably fighting for their lives. But he guessed he had a good look at ruthlessness of the Yerks, and he had seen it in Vizzerone's cold eyes, and he heard it in the pitless voice that didn't care one tiny bit that he was the son of the body it now controlled. As we guessed, Axe said, staring with his main eyes at the computer readout, the Yerks are invading Lyra, and it isn't going well for them. Most of the Lyrians are resisting, and since the Lyrians are psychic, it's impossible for the Yerks to deceive them. So the Yerks have decided to forget about stealth and go in for a straight invasion. By force. Tobias wanted to get out of this fight, uh, wanted to get out and fight at this point, And he was like saying, guys, let's just go out there and help Rachel and the others. Like, need to go. <laughs> ready to fight, dude. Um, <laughs> My girlfriend needs me. Yeah, exactly. But first, Marco asked if Axe can figure out how to remove the implants in their necks. Axe communicated with the computer, finding out that they can liquidate the implants in their heads and all the sharks' heads, uh, as well if they destroy this facility. This is Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, if they, they uh, if they don't have uh, lysine uh, uh, in their systems, you know, all the dinosaurs will kick. But life finds a way. Actually, that's not a really good analogy, but I just wanted to make a Jurassic Park reference there. <laughs> uh, so, they got Axe to uh, set a five-minute time delay to have uh, force fields around the facility uh, to fail so the water will flood and destroy the place and then they ran out to join the others and they started to morph down the hallway as they went marco went gorilla tobias was back as a hawk and axe was axe and they raced out to the docks where uh, rachel as a grizzly tiger as a jake and uh cassie's wolf were surrounded by carnage of hork bajir and Visor one was striding towards them hork started to attack Marco, and he fought back. And then Visor 1 was, like, gleefully encouraging her troops to slaughter them. And she started talking to Marco and threatening him, but he didn't respond, knowing that if he did talk to her, he would let the Yurk know somehow that he was human and he was actually his mother's son. But an alien voice spoke up behind Marco. It was a Liren, a Controller Liren. I, I think it was a Controller Liren, right, Mor- Morgan?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so a controller Lirian, uh was psychically talking to him in Visor one letting her know that this was not an Andalite. This was a human. And Visor ones face remained impassive. No, you idiot, she sneered. It's a gorilla. They are related to humans, but are not human. This is an Andalite and morph. And the Lyrian's like, I beg your pardon for disagreeing, Visor, but. And then two things happened then within seconds of each other. Marco broke out of his trance and whipped around and punched the Lyrian right in the froggy mouth. <laughs> And then, from oh. the nearby dock, a huge yellow serpent reared up suddenly and said, "Hello there." Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, my name is Visitor Three.
1: My name is Visitor Three. And then, Visitor uh, uh, One's like, and "I have come to th- share
0: with you this most amazing book." Sorry.
1: Visitor <laughs> <laughs> uh, One's like Visitor Three, I assume," she said contemptuously. Visitor <laughs> uh, Three and Visitor One couldn't help themselves but just mock each other for not being able to thwart the Andalite bandits once and for all. And so Marco. I was like listening to this and couldn't get over their egos. And then an alarm went off and the intercom uh, was uh, letting everybody know that the force fields will shut down in three minutes and told everybody to have a nice day. <laughs> and, uh, Love
0: that detail.
1: Yeah, and Vizzer 3 laughed, uh, water rushing in, and you're stuck in a weak human body, Visor 1. Is that my promotion I see coming? And Vizzer 1 was red with rage, but she turned and ran towards the office building. Yes, you better hurry and turn off your computer, Vizer 3 Crowed, if you're able. These Andalites are devils with computers, you know? Ha 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 And then the alarm came over the intercom again, saying, Containment failure in two minutes and 40 seconds. Have a nice day. And Marco, at that point, was running over to rejoin his friends, and he ran uh, to uh, Jake, who was all bloody. Uh, but just then, uh, visitor 3 and Giant Snake morphed, struck at Axe, and Marco shadowed, but Axe, like, nimbly dodged uh, the bite. And then Visor 3 reared back and aimed once more for Axe. And this time, the massive head came down faster, and Axe jumped to the left uh, and tried to whip his tail around. But he tripped, and one hoof caught a piece of debris, and he stumbled. Got you, Visor 3 cried in glee, and the jaws closed around Axe. And just then, uh, with Axe literally in his mouth, Visor 3 stopped suddenly. Uh, he stopped because a very large and very angry grizzly had just grabbed his midsection (laughs) and rachel growled let him go or i will rip you in two.
0: (laughs) i like how this is still rachel like as the narrator of the book it could have very easily been marco doing doing grabbing Visor three but i like how it was still uh still rachel and her grizzly morph (laughs) Because that's who she is. <laughs>
1: that is who she is. Marco was shocked uh, that she was speaking to Visor 3, but uh, he guessed she had no choice. It was a standoff. Rachel had Visor 3 and Visor 3 had Axe. Marco strolled up at that point and just decked Visor 3 in his little snake mouth. <laughs> Uh, Marco song a lot punches. And Visitor yeah. uh head hit the ground and then he slinked back in the water <laughs> and slithered back down. Axe was free and out of Visitor 3's mouth. And then the uh, alarm intercom went off again and said, Containment failure suspended at 1 minute and 40 seconds. Have a nice day. I, I, whoever programmed this computer in whatever year really does have like you know, a good sense of humor. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Uh, Marco's like what and uh, Cassie says it's wizard one uh, loping over to her them in wolf form and she was cut in a lot of places and uh, Rachel's like you should have finished off when you had the chance Marco now I have to take care of it she lowered her humongous furry bulk on the ground and went barreling on all fours back towards the building and axe ran with her his deadly tail held high. Marco, you know what they're going to do, Jake said urgently. And Marco nodded his thick gorilla head. Yeah, Jake, I know. It's your call, Jake said neutrally. And Marco's like, yeah. And he stood there frozen. And then Jake told him, just do what's right. And then he went after Rachel and Axe. Marco raced up to them, finding them in visor 1's office, where Visor 1 was trying to override the computer. Uh, with a bear and an andalite against his human mother's form, it was no contest. Vizzer 1 was easily overpowered. And then Marco shouted at Rachel and Axe to stop. Rachel swiveled her head and stared at him with nearsighted bare eyes. Shut up, Marco! Marco said, I said, no, don't do it. She's a yerk. Visor, Axe pointed out calmly. No, Marco said again. She's my mother. Seemed like a very long time during which no one moved. Visitor 1, Marco's mother, had heard nothing, of course. Marco had thought spoken only to Rachel and Axe. Your mother's dead, Rachel said. No, I thought she was. This is her. Or what was her. And maybe it will be again someday if she lives. Rachel hesitated, and then almost angrily, but really with very little force for a bear, she tossed his mother's body aside. Thanks, Marco said. Axe still stated she was a danger to them? And Marco pointed out uh, to the underwater window. Maybe not, he said. Visitor three and Snake Morth was out in the water, and he just saw them spare Visitor one's life. Marco and Axe concluded that Visitor three would now think Visitor one is a traitor somehow, and maybe working with the Animorphs. This is kind of a lot of logic to leap but whatever it works for the plot of the story and so just as they mm-hmm. were trying to override the computer to reset the flooding Visor one rolled and found and found her dracon beam again and aimed it at rachel and marco didn't think but also he wasn't sure but he really didn't aim and so he just flung a chair at his mother to stop her but it missed and the chair flung into the window and the, gr- uh, the glass uh, window cracked and the water started to spring in and Rachel swiped and knocked Visor 1 out. And then the window uh, was, you know, about to break. And so they started to run and then the window broke and the water just torrented in and they were all swept down the hallway and everything collapsed in on itself. So the animal started to morph even as the water poured into uh the hall in the facility, and with the force of the water, it actually pulled Visor Three's huge serpent morph into the hallway as well. And in the chaos, uh, Marco saw a uh swimming through the water, going towards Visor One's body, possibly to save her, but he wasn't sure. And then he sank and morphed full shark. So. The guard sharks were still in the water uh, as they were swept up uh, out of the facility and they started to swim up towards them. Marco was in full range, like rageful at this point and he wasn't going to have it and he just wasn't going to be you know scared of a shark anymore and so he plowed into these sharks that were uh, once guarding the facility and he started to chomp at them until Jake told him to knock it off the sharks weren't fighting back the implants must have dissolved in their brains and they were no longer acting like they were being controlled so Marco took a hot second but he snapped out of his bloodlust, and then he saw Fizzer 3 uh, sneaking away into the deep with his snake morph and then he started to swim back uh and they all started to swim back uh to the island and marco was distraught about his mom he felt the energy drain out of him he was exhausted exhausted and defeated he waited for someone to say something nice something sweet and comforting something that they would never have said to the old marco hey i just heard something rachel said mechanical light it's the same sound the sub made the transparent sub i hear its engines i don't hear anything Tobias argued, "It's coming from over in that direction." Rachel said, "Over closer to me." I didn't hear anything either. Maybe Rachel was just making it up. Maybe she was trying to give Marco some tiny hope to cling to. It didn't sound like something Rachel would do. But there are hidden depths to Rachel, and there's times she'll surprise you. Thanks, Zena. Marco Marco said, "You know, if she said you're welcome, Marco would have known it was a lie." And then she hadn't heard. Uh, and that she hadn't heard a sub, and that she was just trying to be nice. It was a pretty good shot. It made him feel uh like laughing a little. But he doesn't mind when the jokes are at his own expense, as long as they're funny. So was it true? Had his mother uh made it to the sub and escape? Marco didn't know, and he wasn't totally sure if he wanted to know what the truth was. But if she was gone, really gone, then he could be a normal person again. And he could be sad and then put it behind him and he could be free. But if she was still alive and still trapped, then he was still trapped too. He had to try and save her. And he would be still a prisoner of hope. Jake then asked if Marco was okay. And Marco said, I'm fine, Jake. And I'll be better now. She's free again. And that is the end of the book. A lot of action. (laughs) A lot of cray cray. (laughs) Heavy. Heavy.
2: (laughs) Tobias has a problem with the hawk. Marco has a problem with the shark. Rachel has an issue with her grizzlies.
1: Rachel didn't really have that much problem with her grizzly. Her grizzly just got bloody as in every every fight.
0: (laughs) Well, she went and acquired it when she was having problems. Like, that was her... Uh, oh yeah i mean way like, of every, coping
1: yeah every single book is a, a deeper exploration to the uh psychosis of all these poor children <laughs> yeah
0: so that's book 15 the escape it's I felt uh, bad
1: for the sharks at the end that marco was just like yeah. chomping on again he, it says he
0: bit off the top lobe of one of their tails like dude calm down they're Ugh. just
1: sharks hey gosh
2: uh, he's he's struggling. Emotions for a teenager, Ugh. preteen, whatever.
1: I uh, yeah, that's where I was like. They didn't do anything. They were just being controlled.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh. Any final
0: thoughts?
1: Good I mean, decent there's some <laughs> leaps of logic there, like visitor one not being more, you know, like why do you have this more uh this uh this host uh to to mark up showing up at uh, her office was a weird one and the now Vizzer 3 is going to think Vizzer 1 somehow working with the Animorphs is a, a weird leap of logic too but other other than that everything else is very believable
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the Visitors pit against each other that could be fun. I,
1: like a whole book of them like bickering <laughs> would be really funny <laughs>
0: Oh there is a whole book of them bickering and it's called Vizzer
1: so. Oh yay! <laughs> Have fun
0: <laughs> oh, well, I think that's Oh, my gosh. I keep saying that one's my favorite, but it really is. Um, yeah, I like this book because it's the one, you know, it's the one where everybody finds out that Marco's mom is Visitor 1. Before that, only Jake knows. And we've got we've got hijinks. We've got not just Marco's fears, but also Tobias's fears a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and jake kind of having to deal with both of those
1: well and then marco actually like understanding tobias's fears to an extent like he's narrating this book and he also is just like yeah tobias does not seem like he's registering that tobias is not comfortable about some of this stuff
0: yeah they're all very emotionally intelligent children so
1: that's they've gotten better marco wasn't at the (laughs) beginning but yes they've gotten better
0: Uh well the next one we're doing is book number 16 The Warning. It is the rhinoceros book. Ooh. Very exciting. So they finally uh, start
1: acquiring some other species.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we'll get there.
1: Do they go back to the gardens? They have to go back to the gardens.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, they need to just every single exhibit. Just hello there. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to look and see if there's any, like, kind of triggers. Um, One of them almost gets squished as an insect.
1: Uh, that's every Uh-oh. insect morph. No big news
0: there. Or, like, does get squished, like,
2: and almost like... Good. Insect guts. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and then um, there are some dogs, but they're okay. Nothing bad happens to the dogs. Wait a minute, they just is get like, a little embarrassed.
1: Is this like dogs, like with the che kind of dogs, or is this like dogs in harm's way?
0: Dog they are in harm's way, but they are what from my from my memory. Fine, <laughs> they're okay.
1: Do I have to look this up?
0: does the dog i I, i'll read it ahead of time and let you know thank you (laughs) yes uh let's see this one oh gene is jake's mom
1: (laughs) she has (laughs) a name oh my gosh yes
0: and steve is the dad
1: oh uh jake's bookie mother finally resurges and she has her (laughs) own storyline not necessarily
0: She she does appear
1: what she doesn't single-handedly like Cameo. evict the Yerks out of Earth. <laughs> yeah, I feel
0: like this. um, We were just complaining about how Cassie's last book doesn't really have anything substantial, and she does get a little bit more in this next book. So,
1: like she gets that's more good. substantialness.
0: Yes, sub- she's more substantiated.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm seeing. That's all I'm seeing. Everything else looks fine. Cool. Can't wait to cool. read it. This next one is about the internet. Oh.
2: Ooh. Deep dark, we
0: get to go places. to some chat
1: rooms.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the one that we talked about last time. Okay, cool. <laughs> Can't wait to read it.
1: How is it a rhinoceros book and it's all about the internet? Is the rhinoceros uh, <laughs> like at an internet cafe? Oh, that'd be cute. Yes.
0: <laughs> like a agridsco. Go-
1: yeah, exactly. I-, I knew what you're talking about. I I do
0: like that series. Yeah, so you can send me. Hey, if you want to get in on those predictions, send them to me. If you want, I'll tell you if they're real, if they happen or not. I'm at Morgan (laughs) underscore Slay. Uh, You can email us uh whatever or you can actually uh tweet at us directly your predictions and we won't tell you whether or not they're gonna come true at Middlemorph. check out my other podcast about reddit relationships are the letter you the word serious pod on twitter it's a good time jason was on once
2: it was fun i enjoyed it you should listen to it
1: yeah kate will have to be on next time i'll talk about ranch dressing too
0: yes we all love ranch dressing and tuna and tuna fish (laughs) Mm. (laughs) all right kate uh no jason how can people get a hold of you
2: they (laughs) they can hold me by the buns at um (laughs) on twitter at bottomist underscore crime
1: let's be serious here
2: (laughs) by my cinnamon buns
0: you know what has the best store-bought cinnamon rolls trader joe's
2: you mean like the ones you bake yourself yes
1: yeah those ones are pretty
2: good i'm actually making i'm i'm making those this weekend yeah those are really
1: good i'm making
2: biscuits and gravy Oh. Anyway.
1: So when can I come over to both your guys' <laughs> yes. houses?
0: Yes. I'll mail you some. Ah. Okay, how can people get in touch with you?
1: You can't, so suck it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> BD.
1: <laughs> Sorry, no, I uh am not on social media, so you know. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Big Vulva energy. Let's go for it. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, you can, uh, in keeping with uh, invisible submarines or transparent submarines, my bad, you can, you know, use sonar and try to communicate with me that way and I'll hear you underwater here at some point. Or if that might be a little cumbersome for you, you can email us at middlemorph at gmail.com.
0: And we will see you guys next time for book number 16, The Warning. Get your rhino facts ready.
1: Yeah! Rhinos are so cool. (laughs) Peace.
0: Bye. Bye.